Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Theater of Football. I'm Mike Hodum, and uh, tonight I'm joined by Jeremy Forbes. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Excellent. Uh, Un big United win today over Leeds United, um, resuming hostilities in that uh, Derby match. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, give me your uh, thoughts on uh, what you saw today. Um. I was uh, overjoyed, <laughs> thrilled, surprised, uh, and and um, just uh, actually quite happy to see how we came out with such uh, vigor and purpose from a start from a start of a match for once. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I took overall. Um, I I didn't really just want to chalk it up to well, oh you know leads you know were you know a lot really kind of um uh unfocused or whatever i wanted to look at more of the positive of how aggressive and how you know positively we did actually start in a match compared to i think if we had done the same thing we've done before where we haven't started off positively we still probably would have won against leads but it just wouldn't have been this commanding of a win and this dynamic of a win um and and actually to tell you the truth, I did feel like this is one thought that I had. I didn't know if, you know, you you noticed that or you feel the same way. But I actually was so excited to see um, uh, McTominay have more of a kind of attack-minded type game uh, than, than a defensive-minded type game. And I actually think his play has uh, gone down slightly, in my opinion, because he was he had been kind of pushed towards trying to take on a more defensive-minded type game when it, when he was excelling in the opposite direction before. Right. You know, you would see him in games where he would want to have that more attack-minded thing. And he did have good kind of, uh, um, you know, shot accuracy and stuff. And being forced to now think about his game from a more defensive-minded standpoint, I think hampered a little bit of his productivity and development. Yeah, I was actually going to give you a ton of credit uh, because you told me multiple times and you've said on this platform that you wanted to see Scott McTominay play further forward, or at least make more runs into the box. Yeah. And he made two in the first three minutes and mm -hmm. scored two night, two, be two beautiful goals, really. Oh, um, yeah. He, he actually uh, he had actually amazing footwork with mm -hmm. one of the goals because he had yeah. to kind of stride over the ball uh, to, to, to set it up so he didn't have to do an awkward touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was great footwork. I think Ole said after the match that as a youngster he actually played as a striker, and we've seen him in games like against Arsenal and uh, City score score goals and 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 finish well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I I feel like you deserve praise for that because you said on this platform uh, a couple months ago that you would like to see him have you would like to see him in more of an advanced role. I think it was around the time we signed to. Uh, Donnie, not that you didn't yeah, yeah. not want us to sign Donnie, but you just oh, said, no, no. you just mentioned that you wanted to see Scott be able to get into the box a little bit more. 
Um, yeah. And today he was able to do that. And then he kept making those forward runs. He kept winning the ball back, especially in the second half. Um, he was my man of the match. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was actually watching some pundits, uh, what is it, uh, Sky Sports and I think BT Sport as well. I think it was BT Sports over in the UK had uh, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Ains on there, who of course played a, a more of a defensive midfield uh, for United back in the 90s uh, before we yeah. sold Liverpool. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But he actually said something that Sir Alex told him. And he said that um, if I was playing a holding role, Sir Alex told me to at least make a couple forward runs so you're not as easy to mark. Um, uh, and I thought that was pretty smart. I mean, I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson obviously knows what he's talking about. Um, yeah. I respect what he has to say, but that's an excellent point that um, whether you're Fred or McTominay or even Modic, if you're playing a defensive role and there's an opportunity, see an opportunity to get forward, then, then, then do it at least once a match. Um, Give, give the players uh, opposite you uh, something else to think about, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because uh, if, they, if they automatically think that all you are going to do is try to be a clog, then mm-hmm. they don't in any way, shape, or form have to uh, adjust their mindset to, in their in their standpoint, defending against you. Yeah. Yeah, excellent point. Um, and so McTominay did that today. And Fred does that regularly. Um, it usually but, to, uh, but I don't to, like it. I don't <laughs> like him as much doing that. <laughs> yes. I was about to say, usually to, uh, uh, not as uh, good effect as, as Scott today or, uh, Scott yeah. has had in the past. Uh, he's, uh, I, I rather him just, uh, have good work rate for us, run around, try to disrupt people, but not get too lax that, you know, he's making rash tackles like he had been doing as of late. But yeah. just do, do that. Let that be your game. Yeah. You know, we yeah, don't I mean, need to see you trying to go up and getting into all the passes and the, you know, mm-hmm. the the intricate play around the, you know, the top of the box. No, no, we don't need that of you. No. Yeah, I appreciate Ince's comment. But, yeah, Fred might be one. And, and maybe Modic. Although I, I feel like Modic is kind of like, like if he can get a sh- – he, he's got a good shot on him. Um, yeah. But Fred, we haven't seen that at all. From him. So, yeah, yeah, he might not uh, – uh, we might not want that from him. But uh, I think it is important that, uh, that to make a forward run at least once a match or something and um, uh-huh. give, give that team something to, something to think about. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wanted to just congratulate you on uh, – you got that one obviously right, or at least it showed yeah. today. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully McTominay, who went off injured at the stoppage time, he's not uh, going to be out. Oh, long. I didn't even see the rest of the game, so I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> You're like, McTominay scored a brace. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I saw – basically, I saw up until all of the goals and then the latter half of those you know, minutes of the match, I wasn't was able to. Dwindling out. Yeah, he yeah, uh, it went on right, uh, right, right when we went to added time, uh, grabbing his groin. So uh, oh. hopefully it's just a minor pull or something like that. And, yeah, um, he'll be back sooner rather than later. But uh, that was that was disappointing. And I think Luke Shaw may have picked up something. He got subbed off and went down. <laughs> the- 
<laughs> oh my goodness. It's almost like comedic value. Luke Shaw got injured again. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just repeating myself. I say this every every fourth uh, recording we do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I believe that was the reason why he brought on Telus, because yeah, Shaw went yeah. straight down the tunnel. So, oh wow, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully that's well, Lee Shaw. Is, Lee Shaw is no Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah, he's injured again. So uh, as well, <laughs> training on his own, he still gets injured. I, I don't know. Uh, gotta I don't know where to go with that, but At least he's not. At least you know he's not making three hundred and fifty. K a week like Ozil just to yeah. train on his own and not be in, not to be named as part of the roster for the league or Europe or anything like that. I mean, oh we're not goodness. paying him that type of money to uh, sit out. So, uh, yeah, at least, yeah, whatever. Phil Jones, we'll move on. Um, I like that you're looking at the positives because I, I, I did enjoy the fast start. I thought we were on them right away. Obviously, we got the goals, but we were on them right away, and the the high press was on today. Uh, we turned them over many times in that first half, and uh, um, I thought we were deserving to jump out to that 4-0 lead. Um, and in the end, we scored six, and I believe we could have scored, like, probably 10 or 12 on another day. Um, mm -hmm. I guess on another day, we might have scored just one, but... Um, That's true. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I thought Martial, I know people will criticize him for not finishing the two great chances he had, but he did yeah. so much uh, linking play together and creating for other players. Um, yeah. He had two official assists. He kind of yeah. had a half assist, if you want to call it that, for yeah. Bruno's goal when he tried to bowl into the area and got tackled and it fell to Bruno to put in the net. And then he won the yeah. penalty too, so. Yeah. Um, uh, I, and, I and actually, holistically, I thought his touches were a lot better this game because oh, I think, they were. I thought like happened. like Rashford, him and Rashford were having some some minor issues, major for some people with uh you know with with uh, losing a little bit of that control touch and thing, mm -hmm. and just you know, being a little bit careless with their you know with their first time, you know, kind of uh, receiving the balls. So I thought he did that a lot better in this game today. So, uh, and that, and that kind of assist and helps with you being able to create, um, you know, combinations of passes better when you're, you know, when you are having better control and first touch. Yeah. Cause it seems like Martial, his first touch is either a trampoline or it's Velcro. And today, today, was, <laughs> today it was Velcro. And uh, I thought he was good on uh, th Thursday as well against Sheffield United. His first touch uh, was there for that match as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That was a lot better for that match too. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you something about uh, – so when the team sheet came out and I saw – Fred and McTominay starting in midfield. I was like, okay, against Leeds, who's going to, who typically outrun the teams they play, you want their work rate and energy in there. But then there was uh, Dan James up up top on the starting down the right. 
Yeah. And at first, I'm like, oh, why, why are you playing yeah, him? I was too. I, I thought about it. I seen him. Yeah, but then I thought about it. I'm like, this would be if you're going to actually give him a league start. This would be the one team that I would want to start him against because of how they want to outrun their opponents. You put Dan James out there with his pace. You know, you know he's going to be quick, and you know he's going to be he's going to run. He's going to work yeah. hard. Um, the final quality might not be there, but you know he's going to work hard and put in a shift. So I'm like, okay, if he's out there for an hour, yeah, closing people down, energy of somebody else. Yeah. So I actually like that. It was able. We were able to give Greenwood uh, a rest, rest. Um, mm-hmm. and. During this period, you're going to need other players who haven't played much to step in and, and um, take up some minutes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked, I really liked having him play, and I was happy he scored the goal. Yeah, um, what, yeah, what I was glad for him as well. Performance. Huh? What did you make of his performance, though? Did you? Um, it's. So it's one of those types of things where it was encouraging, mm-hmm. but not to the level of encouragement that I would love to be having for him. So yeah. it was encouraging because I do feel like that performance could provide a degree of boost of confidence for him. But from a technical standpoint, I still I feel like there's a lot to be desired there. Yeah. Um, I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, I thought the first half, like I said, he worked hard, but he wasn't involved in any of the four goals, was he? No, so, not from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, it was all Bruno, Martial, Rashford, and, uh, well, Lindelof and McTominay. Um, Luke, Luke Shaw a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he didn't really do. But then he got, he got the goal. Um, he took it well because uh, McTominay really fizzed that pass into him. Yeah, yeah, he took it well, and he made the keeper look a bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Um, he was probably a bit fortunate it wasn't saved, but uh, it was, it was actually, good. I, guess, no, I actually give him a lot more credit than that. Really? Because I don't think the keeper was in any kind of position to truly save that with his legs where he hit it. But he, he nutmegged him, right? Yeah. So... If it was if it wasn't as accurate, then he probably would have been able to save it with his legs. So I actually give him a lot, a little bit more credit. Uh, well, I want to believe I want to believe that it was intentional. Let's put it let's, that way. Let's okay. That's that's fair. Let's leave <laughs> let's leave it at that. Then I'm not gonna rain on any parade because I was uh, like you. I thought it was encouraging. Like I said. Uh, his performance. It wasn't the level like you also mentioned that I was hoping, but it was maybe a platform on which we can build upon for his uh, development. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, normally we talk about Paul Pugba, Jeremy. Yeah, we do. Yeah, but he didn't play today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of good. <laughs> yeah. I never thought, I feel kind of good. I never thought this would be a game for him. Yeah. Um, well, they, I, I'm going to touch upon Leeds' tactics in a minute here, but uh, I just – there was tons of space out there, but you have to be – you have to have some energy and, and be a little proactive in your play to, to get into yeah, that yeah. space. <laughs> and 
McTominay had that energy today, and I wouldn't. I don't think Pogba would have been. Would have been. No, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been like. He wouldn't have been like that. I agree with you. Yeah. One quick thing I would like to like to propose to you or or gain some some uh, insight on is this. Okay. Do you have any idea of why you feel his development at the club, Dan James, has not gone the way that we would want? Oh, Dan James. Um, yeah. I, I felt like at the beginning, like what what. He started off so well, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, he starting you know August of 2019 was his first Premier League minutes, and he mm-hmm. scored the goal against Chelsea. What he scored, he scored at Southampton too, um, mm-hmm. and then Ole kept starting him. He kept starting him. He kept starting him. But I feel like when you go to the Championship to sign a young player to bring him up, especially a player who's uh, what 21 as he went 20 or 21 when he, we signed him um i feel like you need to manage his minutes more okay I, I felt like he just kept throwing him out there and it just wasn't working for him and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and we didn't really have anywhere else to go for you know lack of quality or you know lack injuries and what have you um and it and you know it, eventually you had greenwood kind of come in and play down the right and I don't think playing down the right is his, uh, is where he feels comfortable. But okay. you look at the left, you have Rashford. Uh, I still like Martial out there um, where he played when Cavani came on today as well. Um, and it's just more competition and he just doesn't have that, that quality. So uh, as far as like one thing, that would have been my reasoning for why it hasn't actually kicked on for him. So maybe mm. he was overplayed in the beginning and now he's being underplayed because there's too many players that are better uh, in front of him in the pecking order. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes it just goes that way. Okay. Do you, do you have a, do you have a theory? Not, no, no, because I was just wondering. I'm like, if you, you're working supposedly with such, you know, talented individuals from a training perspective, should that not be up in your game? or upping your abilities and skills, or does it still come down more to, uh, okay, with all of that, you have to be able to find ways to get some actual true kind of in-game feel before all those things that you could be working on the training pitch actually comes, kind of gets brought all together. I would actually like to see him get a couple games with the under 23s oh, okay um yeah. because he's not he hasn't been from what i've been when i read reports and when i occasionally watch them play he's not that he's not with the squad he's training with the first team but he's not playing for the first team and it's like oh. he's a still a young player he, he needs just to get out there and play in a competitive match not just you know training matches or whatever uh, they do on the, the the pitch, but you're right. I mean, we've signed some quality players now, and Bruno and Donny and Cavani. Yeah, so you'd think that even if they don't play his type of position, that maybe their quality or their experience, wisdom, experience, yeah. thank you, um, would hopefully help him grow. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it, it finally will. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Ollie and the coaching staff, you heard it from us. Start to play him with the under under twenty threes <laughs> <laughs> and watch his development grow. And you're welcome. <laughs> exactly, and then it's up to the player not to see that as necessarily a demotion, but at least an opportunity to actually showcase what you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's always. That's don't always don't, true. T- don't take it as an insult either. Just take it as you need some playing time. So get out yeah. there. Um, and, and yeah, you talked about Ole and the coaching staff. And Ole is a constant barb we hear from opposing fans. They want to call him a, a PE teacher, but he's not a football <laughs> manager. He's a PE teacher. Oh, Lord. I love that. I tell you, you who is a PE teacher to me. <laughs> Maybe he's not even that high. Maybe maybe he is a, a, a he's not a PE teacher. He's like one of those American uh, <laughs> uh, gym coaches that that they don't you don't even know why he's actually at the school to be doing that role. <laughs> no, I'll give him a little bit more more uh, credit than that. But Marcelo Bielsa, uh huh, he is a PE teacher, and. Okay. The, the problem I have with him, and, and he seems like a really good guy, good sportsman. Um, yeah. Everyone seems to love him. Players from South America, and South America have been quoted talking about how great he is, whether they played for him or not, um, how much they admire him and, and think he's you know, good for the game. And that's mm-hmm. great and everything. But today I thought his whatever he was thinking, and, and this isn't just today. I mean, I've seen them play Arsenal City, Liverpool this season. Um, and and I don't understand his tactics other than sin, other than in training, he has his players run a lot so that when they play, they'll have to be full of energy and, and can run for 90 minutes constantly and outrun the other team. That's like a PE teacher to me. Uh, yeah. Because like you look at today, from what I could tell in the first half, he has one of his best players, Calvin Phillips, try and man mark Bruno Fernandez. And that's a hard job to do normally. Mm-hmm. But when you're not, the only time that you can be successful in, in man marking the other team's best player is if you're going to sit deep, like, you know, Mourinho tactics, you know, park the yeah. bus or whatever. Then you can have, you know, your be- one of your better players man mark the other team's most influential player. But when you, you play a high press, you can't man mark because it's too difficult to, you know, locate that player and, and cause them to have less of an influence. That they're just going to lose you too, too yeah. easily because you have basically the whole pitch to try and cover with them instead of, you know, the last third of the pitch. Um, yeah. But then you look at Marcelo Bielsa today, and he did this against City. He did this against Arsenal. He, what he, it seems like what he does is he has his front six players or front five players try and press high. And then he has his, his back line just drop off. So you constantly see these space between midfield and defense, this, this 30 yard, almost 40 yard space. And it just, and it's so easy to play through in the first place. And then you have these opportunities to run at the defense with three or four players. And if you're going to press high, you have to have the, the, your back line press up to the halfway line, which is what we did today. Um, mm-hmm. 
when we pressed high and what I see us do usually when we press high, um, and that's what other teams do. That That's work because you have to work as a unit. You have 10 yeah. outfield players and including the goalkeeper in some cases, you know, you need to, you need to work as a unit. And so you have five, basically take your unit and break them in half. And then you're going to take one player to man Mark Bruno and follow him around. I have no clue what he was doing today. And, and yeah. I, this was a similar thing to what they did against city and a game where city should have scored 10 to be quite frank. And they just couldn't, I don't, for whatever yeah. reason, create that opening or finish the opportunity in that match yeah. and it finished one, one. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you uh, exactly with everything that you, you, you stated. Um, I felt like I noticed the same thing, but didn't understand why I was noticing it. Which and that's probably partly why um, with with the McTominay's uh, aggressive and, and passionate nature, he was able to exploit that. But like you said, that whole middle area there, mm-hmm. they basically gave a team that has a lot of players that can run at you have just way too much time on the ball to be able to do that. So when you when you give that up in that kind of time it's going to be so much easier for them to make you pay compared to say, okay, yeah, they can, they can run a little bit, but you know, you're, you still have uh, sections with which they have to think about going out wide and getting it back in instead of just feeling like they got a free, free run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the whole middle area just seemed like what in the world, why are they so lost? Like, yeah when they and went in that section it didn't seem seem foreign to them yeah i don't i don't get what his philosophy is and he always gets praised for having a fresh philosophy and it's great it's great for having for neutrals i mean who watch Leeds play because it's a wonderfully open game but yeah like i think they're going to be fine this season because quite frankly i see four or five teams below them, like, I don't know, West Brom and Sheffield United, who've just dug too big of a hole, um, Fulham and Brighton and Arsenal even. Who, 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 just, <laughs> who are constantly digging themselves a bigger and bigger hole. <laughs> but the, like you just you just compare the the, the talent on, on all those teams' rosters and I and I, I just feel like Leeds United have better talent realistically. Um, <laughs> Uh, they have the better, the more talented team and, and they are energetic and they run their socks off. So that's going to get you the points to, to stay yeah. up. But I feel like maybe going into next year, he's going to have to make some compromises and figure out some things yeah. like, do we want to press high? If we press high, we have to do it as a team. Uh, maybe yeah. we, it's best to be cautious and sit back in some of these games like today or when they go to Anfield um, for at least a period, not the whole match, but, you know, first 20 minutes, just kind of keep things tight. Uh, you know, do these do these types of things, adapt. Um, he's probably not one to do that, uh, whatever, from, what, from everything I, I read and hear, but uh, I just think it, it, it makes sense. And uh, um, he could get himself, uh, uh, he could get the, they could end up being maybe, the Sheffield United of next year where they're, you know, oh, yeah, where they, into the season and only have two points. Yeah. Yeah. But they were so exciting. The, the, the previous start of the last season. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I want to finish up with one thing real fast. We play Everton in the League Cup on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, how do you think Ole should approach this match? What type of team should he select? Should he go full throttle, keep Bruno and Rashford out there, or maybe play some of the reserves or do a little mix? What do you think? I'd probably say a little bit of a mix and hope that the mix that you set out there works in your favor and doesn't, you know, come off flat. But I would probably say a mix. Um, I know that we would like to finally get a cup. Like it's, you know, it's eluded us as of late. Um, and he hasn't had good, you know, um, you know, track record with, you know, once once you get into where you're, you know, playing those games right there close to getting to the final that it just doesn't, it falls <laughs> off. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think we have to pay as much attention as we can to the league. And then if we can get a cup, get a cup. Yeah, this is a difficult one, and it's a good problem to have, but we've won six of our last seven league matches to put us up into third. We're five points off the top with a game in hand. Um, so as things stand, with us going to Leicester, who are, what, a point ahead of us in second yeah. on Boxing yeah. Day, and we play a lunchtime kickoff on, on a Saturday after playing a Wednesday night game yet again, um, it's a, it's a tough dilemma to have. I don't really envy Ole th this week um, because if he decides to name kind of a mixed weekend squad, he'll probably get criticized for that. And if he names a full-strength squad, he'll probably get criticized for that. Um, at the end of the day, whatever he names, it'll all come down to how those two games shake out probably. Um, yeah. Whether that's fair on him or not, I don't know. Um, okay, do, do you believe me that right now you think his major two focuses will be, and in this order, the league and then the Europa Cup? And he's not really so worried about the cups, the, the, the two kind of uh, British cups. I agree that I think the league's going to be his number one priority. Um, I think that's where United managers post Sir Alex Ferguson have been sacked this league form. So he'll be right. cognizant of making sure whether we push for the title or not, I don't yeah. know. He'll be, he'll want to make sure that we can solidify a top, our top four position yet again, this season. Um, yeah. as far as his second priority, I don't, you know, I, I would say that he'll, he'll probably prioritize the Europa League. I do agree with you on that. I don't think it's right necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, if, if you are trying to challenge for top four, then you definitely don't need to win that. <laughs> no, and I'd rather win a domestic cup. And we're in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, obviously. Play a pretty strong Everton team. Um mm who have some injuries right now, so but it still won't be easy. But I would like to see us try and, um, like you said, I would like 
him to compromise. Pogba didn't play today, so I think he should cut back into the team for that match. Uh, mm. He might not be thrilled to play in a League Cup quarterfinal, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> Vandebeck should play. Cavani, I think, could start, should start. Um, yeah. And uh, probably bring Greenwood back, too. Um, mm. And then I'd probably start Maguire, too. Um, and and kind of have you kind of have to, but you could be, bring on Juan Zebe and give uh, give Lindelof or Laura, so you you have yeah. a diff, diff, different defender in mind. And Bai was on the bench today, so he's not injured at present moment. Um, <laughs> so if that's still the case by Wednesday, he could start. I would like to see him give uh, Juan Bissaka rest. And, okay. Uh, Probably, probably Rashford arrest and probably Martial arrest too. Okay, yeah. But um, other than that, I could be on board with those three rests. Yeah. Is there any way that you think? uh, Well, probably not. It would have to be a lesser team, right? That we'll actually see some talented youngsters. It has to be a lesser, lesser team, right? Yeah, that's what sucks. Really sucks about the Europa League draw is that. Not that we can't beat Real Sociedad, um, but they're, I think they're currently top of La Liga. Mm-hmm. They're no pushover at all. And yeah. he's going to, he's not going to play some young kid making, he's not going to give, he's not going to hand out debut in that match. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not matches. So it would have been nice to maybe have gotten a, a, a weaker draw, although I've always been kind of the, of the mindset that, um, I don't really care who we play. You got to play, you know, you got to beat the best to be the best or get that type of philosophy. But um, in the sense that you and I both like to see what young talent's coming up, um, mm-hmm. getting Real Sociedad doesn't help that out. No, no, it doesn't. And right now our, you know, kind of form in the league doesn't help that out either. No, no. I will say this, though, if we do win at Everton and get to the semifinals of the League Cup, I think that third round FA Cup match against Watford uh, at Old Trafford, you could that could be a potential match where he might bring in the, like uh, uh, Tita Menji or somebody like that to come in and and get a debut or get 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 get, a, get some playing. I think Menji may have played uh, earlier this season, but um, at least come in and uh, uh Get some minutes and show us all what what uh, what he can do. What is the date for that Watford game? I believe it's the first or the second weekend. Yeah, the second weekend of January. I want to say it's the. I want to say it's the ninth. Are, are we scheduled to have that that uh, Atalanta player by then or no? I believe he's. Uh, I, I I read that we're finalized that we're close to finalizing his work permit and he should be able to return or should not return, but actually join the club um, on the first. So yeah, that could be his debut. Yeah. I like the sounds of that. Yeah. That would be nice. Get a look at him and maybe uh, uh, the uh, Palestri. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And he's been uh, impressing lately in the under 23. So uh, he could be in line for a debut that day. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I want to say that would give it something exciting to to watch in addition to uh, us hopefully, you know, putting the hammer down on Troy Deeney. That's right. Take Troy yeah. Deeney down. Um, those two starting uh, uh, with uh, opposite sides of Jesse Lingard playing as the number 10. <laughs> Woo, we're definitely set to win the game then. <laughs> the king has come back, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Lead us to the promised land. You know it. Can't wait for that. I think we'll. I think we'll see Jesse at some point. I think he re, he's returned to training from injury a little while okay. ago. Uh, I think we'll see him some point during this festive period. Perfect. And you'll be Looking you'll be waiting at, waiting with ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jeremy, thank you for joining me. Uh, the curtain is now closing on the theater of football. Um, let us know your thoughts on uh, today's match against Leeds on Twitter at Theater of Football. And in the meantime, uh, have a good uh, holiday season, everyone. Bye. <laughs>